Yo, what is up, guys? On this week's episode of the High Kicks podcast, it's going to be the Carl Show because Brian is not here. He is not feeling too well, so uh, I'm just taking over for this week. But he will be back next week. I don't think this really matters, but I completely destroyed both him and Nate in predictions, but we were all awful anyways, so it doesn't really matter. I got six points, Brian got four, and Nate got two. Sucks, but uh, he'll have to come back on and get better luck next time because we all didn't do too hot. Looking at the games for this week, it was very exciting. Um, I can tell you that because you don't always get to see Arsenal actually win a game. You don't see Man City draw a game very often. And then there were just really entertaining games this weekend, so I think I'm just going to get right into it with Newcastle versus Leeds. This was a great game, honestly, by Newcastle. They were able to put a lot of pressure on Leeds, despite everything that we were saying in our previous predictions, talking about how Leeds are able to bounce back, how Leeds are so resilient. Newcastle showed how resilient they were. They did run a five-back, so they did have that defensive prowess, and... Just having maximum up front, you have enough threat. So they were able to convert on one of their chances. Overall, it it wasn't a close game, but they sort of leads, leads, I guess. Yeah. But getting directly into the next game, we have Brentford versus Wolves. And Brentford, even though they were away, and even though they... We're not very high on our initial predictions. Should definitely be getting an eye out. Absurd what they're doing right now. They outplayed Wolves very well. Uh, Even though their goals were very close in timing. And it didn't seem like they were always on the front foot throughout the entire game. They didn't really let Wolves get into attacking chances. And really be able to develop the way that they wanted to. So I was really surprised by the way that Brentford was able to shut them down. And also with that penalty, stuff happens. Like you you can't get pissed all the time. Tony played great throughout the entire game. Like there wasn't much to say else about him. He had an amazing performance. You just got to see the best of Brentford in this game. So I was really excited with what I saw. And I'm excited to see what they have going forward. On the Wolves side of things, they have a lot that they need to improve on. Uh, Raul Jimenez has not scored a goal yet, neither has Traore. Traore hasn't even assisted. Uh, He needs to actually be putting stats up. It really boosts the confidence, and you'd actually be able to see performance boosts by that, but we'll see if that actually occurs or not. And then Trincao is playing pretty well on uh, the right-hand side, but overall, Wolves are underwhelming. Brentford... Very surprising. Great win. Into the next game, Arsenal should have won this game. We were all trolling when we chose Burnley. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nate chose a draw, but like they still didn't win it confidently. I'm going to be 100% honest. They didn't score from open play. All their chances from open play were not really that developed. And great free kick by Odegaard, but come on. like if If a free kick by Odegaard is the only way that you win this game... Against Burnley, who's second to last in the Prem as a previous or still quote unquote a top six side. Like, come on, 
like you really need to check some shit out there but overall i was really confused that they play odegaard at like that cdm role because very similar to the way that pogba used to play there i really like him in more of an attacking role so looking at the next game we're gonna look into palace versus liverpool of course liverpool won the game of course they won it by a decent margin yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Like, Palace didn't really perform that well. They haven't been performing well throughout this campaign so far. The head coach change hasn't showed that much potential for them. But it's also Liverpool versus Palace. So, like, I, I was expecting a large score to a to no score. So, it's what happened. Uh, despite Palace actually having some chances throughout the game, Palace actually did create some chances that within the first like two minutes they could have scored but shit happens uh allison's a great keeper and he's able to keep stuff out looking into our next game because liverpool versus palace like liverpool is supposed to win man city drew southampton that is not supposed to happen and city's defense didn't let up a goal but you're supposed to score a goal with grelish silva Sterling, Jesus, De Bruyne, Foden. And of course, like they had that one chance that went in that was offsides, but come on. Like, just come on. If you're really going to compete for the title this year, which you're about to like later on, and you're just going to do it again like you did last year, I think. Um, I hate you. Like, ju- just please don't turn on your team like you did last season and just pass like the first quarter of the season so that uh, everyone has like false courage of like winning the prem and then man city just dominates so please don't be the case but i'm presuming that's what's gonna happen looking into the next game watford was supposed to be norwich norwich is the worst team in the prem watford won three one yeah that was very expected to happen. Norwich played a good game despite just knocking them. Wofford still was able to put away like half of their chances. That's still pretty impressive. But like I said before, it was expected. So getting into the next game, we're going to look at Villa versus Everton, which I thought was going to be a lot closer than it turned into. The first half had a different narrative than the second the first half it held the narrative that we said where it was going to be a super tight game back and forth chances everything's like just back and forth we'll see what happens second half something entirely shifts villa just pounces and they they dominate the game cash scored a great goal bailey was able to score that great goal and then also lead to that own goal by Denier. Stupid clearance by Denier, but at that point you have to try something. So whatever. Stuff happens. They it just ended up meaning that they lost by one more goal. They were still gonna lose the game. They were not pulling any chances in the second half, really. Uh Villa just were able to dominate time in and time out in the second half, and I, I was really surprised by their performance. If they can keep that up, they can run against a lot of different clubs. And sp- Speaking of another club that may be able to run against other clubs is Brighton. Brighton ended up beating Leicester 2-1. They won 2-1 because of a penalty, and I 
disagree with the call because Mope was holding his arm, making it a very awkward position, but he did flail his arm out, so I can hear the alternate side of my perspective. I, I can hear that it was a penalty, but there, there's always two sides to a story, so whatever you believe, you believe. Mope ended up scoring the penalty that he, in my opinion, created, and then Welbeck scored a great goal later on, but at that point, Brighton were just similar to the way that Leeds got Leeds. Um, Leicester got Leicestered. It's just the perfect explanation of what happened when you look at the match stats. It's hilarious because it's a FIFA game. It's 63% to Leicester, 37 to Brighton. Brighton ends up getting more shots on target. Leicester has more shots in total. Leicester totally dominates touches and passes. And it, it's obvious what the game should have been. And there was a couple offsides goals besides like that one goal that actually counted by Vardy. That could have counted, but they're doing a really great job with calling offsides this season. So I'm not even going to get into that because I thoroughly agree with what the refs are doing this season. I think the there have been some controversial calls similar to what happened in the Brighton game, but there has to be some controversy or it's just all mechanical. And that's not always fun. Getting into the, the next game, we're looking at Man U versus West Ham. And despite West Ham beating Man U today, Man U beat West Ham when this game happened on Sunday. Ronaldo scored... A nice cleanup goal. Lingard scored a great curler. Nice outside touch. But Man U seemed like they were on the back foot for a decent portion of the game. Even when the score was drawn, Man U didn't seem fully confident in their play. It only will improve. Like they did outpossess West Ham 60 to 40. So. That's a big improvement from last season when they were constantly getting out-possessed. Uh, we had more shots, more shots on target. Pretty much everything that we did was better than them, but it still just didn't seem like the most confident win, and I don't understand what Man U's doing outside of the Prem, because outside of the Prem, they are just shitting the bed. So hopefully they can figure something out, but... Until then, we will continue to be roasting Man U on this show, despite being a Man U fan and despite them having Cristiano Ronaldo. But if you can't win a Champions League game and you can't win a game that you just won, you get roasted. And then looking at our final game of the weekend, it was Chelsea versus Spurs. And I recall Nate saying that if Human Song played, it would be a 1-1 draw. And that was just very wrong. Chelsea ends up winning 3-0. Lukaku doesn't even need to score. Could have, but shit happens. And Rudiger ends up scoring a great goal. Conte scores a deflection. And Silva scores a great header. So they were all definitely great goals by three great defending players. So you don't get to see that every day. And you don't always need Lukaku to score on that side to actually win, which is a very scary concept. And I think we can probably see more of that in the future. Now that I'm done talking about games, 
we'll look at the table real quick and see that Chelsea's leading everything right now. Uh, but they are completely drawn with Liverpool on points, wins, and draws. They have the exact same goal differential as well. It's absolutely hilarious. They drew against each other and now we'll see what happens because Chelsea plays Man City, but their form has been pretty damn good. So I'm presuming they're going to keep that up. And then Man U's chilling in third. Biggest surprise in the world, Brighton's in fourth. Man City's chilling in fifth, which is higher than what they were last year when they won. So that's why I was going on a little bit of a rant earlier on Man City. Uh, Everton, Spurs, West Ham, Brentford, Villa, Watford, Leicester, Arsenal, Palace, Southampton, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Burnley, and Norwich. And that will conclude the wrap-up of the table. Looking at the stats, Mikel Antonio is still leading the Prem in goals, but someone coming up the ladder very quickly is Ronaldo. Also, uh, Demari Gray, or Demari Gray. I'm really interested in the way that he's going to perform. He didn't perform very well against Villa, but he still had some chances uh, that he could have scored. So if he would have converted those, totally different game. But that's like saying, okay, yeah, you just score goals instantly. That works. So got to actually play the game. And then Pogba's running the assist leaderboard. Allison and Ederson are tied for most clean sheets. Man use leading goals. That's pretty much like the important stats. Despite being in third, we're still having the most goals in the Prem. And that's going to lead us into our next segment of this show. Uh, we're actually having a transfer segment this week, but only for one player. But he's one of my favorite players. So like, screw you guys if you don't care. But uh, James is leaving Everton. Yes, I said it. Despite Everton just losing 3-0 and showing a lackluster offense due to injury, they are getting rid of James Rodriguez, and he is going to Qatar. Peace, James. I love you. You're still amazing for that goal you scored in the World Cup. I still love your jersey. I will wear it all the time, but best of luck in Qatar. Finally, to wrap up our show this week, we're going to go into our predictions so because Brian isn't here, I got him to put his predictions in. So I'm just going to read off what we ended up predicting. Looking at the first game of the weekend, it's going to be Chelsea Man Shitty, which is a great game. Great game. Obviously the game of the weekend. Like, I don't know what else you can argue. Potentially the game of the season, if it plays out to what it could be. But Brian is going to take this game 1-0. And I am taking this game 2-1. We are both taking Chelsea to win this game. We think their run of form will stay consistent. And with what they're doing, yeah, potentially they could just beat out City. I still think that they will get scored on by City just because City didn't score today. Or in their last game, not today. Uh, looking at the next game, Man U versus Villa. I'm taking Man U 3-1. Brian's taking Man U 2-1. He's taking a more realistic score. I'm taking a more Man U score. Everton versus Norwich is the next game. We're both taking Everton 2-0. Norwich is the worst team in the Prem. Enough explained. West Ham versus Leeds. 
So the way Leeds have been just letting up goals, I'm taking this one 3-1, and Brian's going to end up taking this 2-1. So he has more faith in Melier, but it's not really about Melier at this point when your back line's just not doing much. So going into the next game, we're both taking Leicester only over Burnley for the clapback. Uh, they're going to probably win 2-0, hopefully. Uh, we're both taking that score. For the next game, I'm taking a draw between Watford and Newcastle because Newcastle had a very impressive performance in their last game. So I'm taking that one a 1-1 draw, while Brian is going to take Watford 1-0 because they're home over Newcastle. Understandable. Both Brian and I are taking Liverpool over Brentford 3-0. Despite Brentford's performances, Liverpool's just sort of going to put them straight, I think. Like, if you get clapped hard enough by, like, a top side, you sort of figure out your place in the prem. Going into our next game, it's Southampton Wolves. Even though Southampton has been very underwhelming, I thought Wolves was super underwhelming, like, as of recently, because Jimenez just has not been able to perform, neither has Triore, so I'm taking a 2-2 draw. I don't think either team's going to really be able to prevent each other from scoring. And Brian's going to take Wolves 2-1. Going into the next game, Spurs-Arsenal. I'm taking Spurs. Brian's taking Spurs. I'm taking Spurs 2-0. Brian's taking Spurs 1-0. And for our final game, it's going to be Brighton versus Palace. We're both taking Brighton 2-0. Brighton has been super impressive, so we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Reading off our scores from last week, I'm leading... With 42 points, Brian only has 30, so I have a 12-point gap on him right now. It's looking really nice, but I think that's going to wrap up our episode for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know Brian isn't here, so we won't have some goofy sound effects and stuff unless he decides to edit them in at a later point, but I don't know how to do that post-editing, so we'll see what happens. If you guys want to ever reach out and get in contact with us, you can reach out on Instagram. Uh, We check it every day. So if you guys ever want to say hi or whatever, we're always there. Uh, That's at the High Kicks podcast. Uh, Keep on tuning in every week. Thank you guys for everything. I did finger guns at the beginning of the episode, but you couldn't see them. So like, I'm sorry that you couldn't see them, but I'm presuming you guys just listen most of the time anyways. So, finger guns, again, right now. Yep, much love, people. Have a great day, and have a great week. All right, peace.